Red 5. I'm going in. <laughs> So wanted to end our talk with with our thoughts about it's the end of 2022. So what has been our uh, top Star Wars moment of 2022, on screen or off screen? You guys had some high. I think points. I know Justin's. You had high points off screen. I only had. I know Justin's moments. top moment of 2022. <laughs> yeah. Can I guess me, the one that brought me to tears? You and McGregor. Ugh. You and meeting you and McGregor. Yeah. That's gotta be it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you, so, <laughs> as, so I was. So I grew up around the time of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Obi Wan was introduced to me by Alec Guinness, which mm-hmm. obviously that's how you two met the character. Yeah. Um, like right after that, right after the original trilogy, I we I dove right into Episode One and then grew up with Episode One, Two, and Three. So for most of it, um, you. Ewan McGregor was Obi-Wan to me. Uh, and I used to actually pretend to be him or go adventure, uh, go on adventures with him as a kid. So, um, Space Jesus. Yep, yeah, pretty, pretty much. So, um, and plus, uh, this year um, was just downright rough on me mm-hmm. as a whole. And um, it just... I'm trying not to get emotional, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just kind of was a good reminder that yeah, you're gonna go through like really awful stuff uh, in your life, and then like just that sheer joy, um, even though it was like a brief ten seconds of interaction, <laughs> and and. Like, even those little moments, like, where, like, he had to sign really quickly mm-hmm. to get, get the line moving. But I remember him, uh, like, looking at the helmet to find where to sign. And then he actually held the helmet down and, like, did the autograph. He, just, he didn't just go, mm-hmm. So, he took his time, like, whatever time that he had. And uh, I, ju- I just told him thank you for making my childhood special and uh, playing a character that meant a lot to me. And he said, oh, th- oh th- uh, you're welcome. Uh, have a great time. It's... Yeah, he was and very... Like, yeah, he, he was very he gave a, I feel like the whole time that... Which was very short, like you mm-hmm. said. But I feel like the vibe I got from him was kind of like... I'm so sorry that I can't slow down. That's good. That's better than like I can't. I, I, why do I have to be here? I hate that I'm here. That's I got like, the impression with that, and also when we did the picture with Tamara Morrison, Morrison and, and Dan, um, Daniel Logan, yeah. I felt like then also that they were also like, kind of, right. felt bad. Like, that, like if they could do like a lottery system, but you get like five minutes, on a or lottery. something. I mean, they yeah. were they were just such like a positive energy from you yeah. and from from <clears throat> Tamara. Like that's good. I didn't feel like they were just like. There to like collect their paycheck. The worst would be like, yeah, meet, like they say, like never meet your heroes. Like it'd be horrible to like have a terrible yeah. interaction. 
that you're like, oh man, like my illusion is shattered now, right? So it's good that that was like it was very that it was very positive. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. That's cool. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever met somebody that was just trying to get, like sign right. and get out. Okay, maybe I feel like maybe, people maybe, who would be like that just wouldn't go to those things. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't. They if they hate it, why would they do it unless Harrison paid, Ford? Unless paid <laughs> yeah, enough. he just doesn't do it. Right, but he yeah, doesn't he do doesn't it. Yeah, do it. He's he's like, I'm not yeah. Yeah. There's no amount of money you could pay him to like do right. that in the line for five hours or whatever. And, and unfortunately, apparently, he doesn't just have it in his heart to do it. Right. Yeah. Like Mark Hamill would do it. Right. Just because he loves everybody. Harrison right? Ford's like, always been a grump. Yeah. <laughs> he's been a grumpy old man since he's like 28. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves Indiana Jones as a character. Yeah. He doesn't like Han Solo apparently as much. No. I don't understand that. I don't know. I, I get loving I, Indiana I, Jones. But. Yeah. I, I, I think, the, I know this is kind of like really distracting the main topic, but I think he likes uh, Indiana Jones more because it's more realistic for him yeah. than on Solo. I mean, yeah, probably. Like he's more of the realism guy. Because he really like phoned me in for Return of the Jedi a little bit. Yeah. You know? But, but. Um, anyway, uh, just Star Wars celebration in general. Um, was fun. Um, I, I was super glad that I got to bring you uh, along for the ride, Aaron, um, and doing the full four days. <laughs> and, like you, you actually get the full experience, and uh, yeah, uh, and also Keno- watching Kenobi uh, during the move. Um, was mm-hmm. pretty fun as well. So it was still it's Star Wars shining through difficult times, which mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it even happened at the beginning of the year with Book of Boba Fett flooded basement, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which was also on the show. <clears throat> and uh, but yeah, uh, overall, I think like Star Wars shined more than ever uh, this year during a tough season for me and I'm really excited to see where it takes me uh, in 2023 well I am in a season of recovery so I am just uh, uh, hopeful, excited and uh, just filled with anticipation Sean you want to share yours since mine's probably going to dovetail his so much Yeah. besides Andor as a whole uh, in no particular order the I liked I really liked watching Mando no Book of Boba Fett season one episode five the like N one Starfighter episode oh. at your place with uh, Josh I think it was Josh and you and maybe Hannah I think it was just Josh at my apartment yeah okay I, think, I remember watching that yeah one. yeah yeah I think I remember and you were like yeah rolling your eyes at Pelimato but then like but then like it's just so cool like. Once they get like going with that, like the test flight, and just like you're like, oh my gosh, it's the Padre circuit. Oh my gosh, like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, beggars oh game. Yeah, just like ah, oh, yes. it's the absolute love letter to the Phantom Menace. I love it. Like that was the top moment. And then the next week, that wasn't like a collective moment because we all like I don't think we watched that one live. It was like the Luke Skywalker, like Return of Luke Skywalker with Grogu and like the flashback. Yeah, you know, like that episode. As far as like the reactions on the internet was really special mm-hmm. to like watch people like getting emotional over seeing and then like yeah like Ahsoka's like just like your father you're like "Ah!" (laughs) Like, oh my gosh there's so much weight behind that it's like wow like holy crap we have Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka on the same screen at the same time like this is crazy magical Mm -hmm. right 
uh, yeah, and then, you know, I think uh, I liked the the Obi Wan finale at like five a.m. at David's place. Was a, oh was yeah, a, was a highlight for me too. Like, just yeah, watching that finale, that that duel, right? With like the the I you know you didn't kill him, I did. Like all that, just it was good to have the whole mm-hmm. game, the whole game for that experience. Yeah. At, like whatever that was, six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, first time, first time cooking breakfast to that degree. Yeah, so, breakfast. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was about in the summer or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that was really good. So I, I can't rank those three, but those are three highlights as screen related because I didn't have any non screen related memories of Star Wars because I didn't get to go to Celebration. But and then yeah, Andor's its own like its own category of a highlight <laughs> for me overall. Yeah, I mean for me, I mean I think that there was this was similar to Justin. I mean, it was a very um, tumultuous first half of the year for me. And I remember when you messaged me about going to Celebration, and that was in, I think, January? February? I, I, think, I think it might have been maybe mid-February, because... I think it was like a ref. It was I think a couple. It was right weeks. around the. It was right around the time that I was in the midst of buying this house mm-hmm. and going through the stuff I was going okay. through in yeah, my family so. and like, mm-hmm. and like, and I had no expectation of going at all. Mm. Um, so it was just very unexpected that I would even be going at all. Um, and I don't know that, I mean, it's really hard for me to pick out one moment of that four days that stuck out to me. Um, for some reason, the one that sticks out to me as I'm sitting here trying to just pull it all together um, was the combination, that, that that period of time, that one day when we were by the celebration stage and Pedro Pascal came out and then... Um, I forgot who came out after. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson came out. Um, oh yeah, Matt Lauder um, and uh, Sam Witter came Sam out. Sam Witter came out. Um, and then even when we were a little bit further away, um, Giancarlo Esposito came out. Yes. And and I, we were so close to that. I Kind of by accident. And I just, the, the, the experience of being with that crowd of people that close to the stage with these people people that I've only ever seen on a screen <laughs> that close up and everybody just like, there was just so many moments there where I felt like everybody was kind of almost crying at the same time together. Uh-huh. And then we went right into line and took the p- picture with Tamira Morrison and Daniel Logan. And I just remember Tamira Morrison just being such a happy, yeah, jolly guy. Like, beaming, man. <laughs> yeah. He was just like <laughs> such a, like so jolly like he just has like a permanent grin on his face and you're just mm-hmm. like hey it's Boba Fett you know like it's just it was something about that sequence like of just being so close to so many pe- people who perform in this universe mm-hmm. and then around crammed in with so many people who are fans of it at the same time that just really drove home it just really like it was just, it's just, it's, a, it's like a religious experience. It, it's really, it's like, it's, yeah, like, it's, really like a, it's like a pilgrimage. Or like a family reunion almost. It's, it's like yeah. a pilgrimage to a holy event <laughs> with all the true believers. It's really what it is. <laughs> I 
I'm serious. And the prophets descend I, I, from the yeah. from the heavens. It is it is it is a truly you yeah. know transcendent experience. And I I know that sounds corny, but it's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. And and it's it's something that and I think the only other thing that I thought of that was like right there along the lines of being peak was just being in that room with Anthony Daniels for an hour as he was just mm-hmm. hamming it up mm-hmm. like. <laughs> and we're like at some point just like feet away from him you know and like and i'm like there he, c-3po like you know like i'm yeah. like 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 i i don't know him but i feel like i know him i feel like i know this person like just from his his the performances yeah. his, hearing his voice for so long all the ways that he's interacted with the fans and even hosted celebrations like mm-hmm. like he's such a fixture in my consciousness and just to even just be like (laughs) right there with him, you know, and like, just, it was just, it was surreal or being in the room with Palpatine, you know, when Ian McDermott (laughs) panel, you know, just, and just, um, hearing them talk on such a personal level about some of their experiences making Star Wars, that Ian McDermott, some of the stuff that he shared, I'd never heard some of the stuff that he was talking about. Um, so yeah, celebration as a whole was the peak for me, without question. The reason I know that more than anything else is because I was almost like clinically depressed for like a solid month after coming back. Post celebration blues. Oh man, that was the and, and worst. I, I remember having to check on you. That's that dopamine coming and, back down below yes. baseline. Oh, and then like <laughs> I even bumped into your daughters at one point, and I think I think it was Mariah. She was she was like. What did you do to my dad? was <laughs> like she, he is like. It was depressing, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it was also like it's like Pablo, when you go from when you go from template of you're in Southern California, yeah, in sunny Southern California, staying at a hotel like just a, a, a stone's throw from the convention center in Disneyland, <laughs> surrounded by Star Wars fans, just on a, on a, I mean, like. And I and it didn't really dawn on me like I mean that was some of the most physically exhausting, like you're on your feet, yeah, four days straight, sleep deprived, like, like on adrenaline, yeah, just on a high emotional high adrenaline, physical exertion, like that one day we we went from like eight we were up at like six in the morning and we were at Disneyland till like one or two in the morning like we <laughs> yeah just mm-hmm. went. Yeah. all day and then you come back and you're physically exhausted you're, and then it's like and then you're here and it's like what? like this quiet <laughs> like, and there's nothing you, there's no place you can go here to like even come close to like kind of capturing that energy a, a little mm-hmm. bit you know I remember I, mean, I remember just wanting to go to box lunch just so I could just like <laughs> be in what felt like a pop-up shop at a Star Wars celebration <laughs> so I could feel some nerdy energy right like, <laughs> but it was such a unique experience um and i think for me like it and that was right right smack in the middle of the year right it was the end of may yep. beginning of june yeah um right when the kenobi show started mm-hmm. you know which for me if i'm going to go onto a if i i really do think that ultimately at the end of the day for me the kenobi show was the peak on-screen experience for me this year. Um, as much as I thought Andor was the better TV show, Kenobi, as much as I like Andor, I 
I didn't watch very many of the episodes more than once, unless I, one of my kids was watching it. But Kenobi just haunted me. There were parts of that show that just was like, oh wow, like where I felt like I was actually seeing legitimate. Like there was this things that they added to to the canon story of of Leia and Obi Wan and Anakin, like, and it worked, and mm-hmm. it was really. Like I think for me, like the uh, the as, mu- as much as there was so many things about that show that I thought were so quintessentially Star Wars, the peak moment on screen for me all year was when he was saying goodbye to Leia, mm. and that oh, yeah. just those like the benediction. Yes, things. and he yeah. said, "Your mother, your yeah. father." Oh yeah, that hit deep because like, it's like and the music behind that. Yeah, and oh, she has no God. idea, but like we know. I him. was yeah. a mess. Like watching that scene, um, these are gifts from your mother. These are gifts, from and your and and that's for me. That's why for me, like I just had a, it was a, it was a that show was what really kind of made me step back from like paying too close of attention to what other people's reactions are to Star Wars. Oh, okay. Because it just seemed odd to me that there were people who just hated the show like they hated it they just trashed it they canned it they they and i was like okay like was it a perfect show by all means no like i mean i get what people were saying but like it was far from perfect was also far from a dumpster fire i mean like (laughs) and and i feel like that was a part of me that was like between celebration and that show kind of happening all at the same time and then on the other side of celebration and it was like wow you know like can 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 there be bad star wars yes absolutely there can be bad star wars but like i really want to make sure i can keep enjoying star wars and that's what celebration and kenobi kind of combined were that high point of like this is something that you love and enjoy and that you that anchors you in mm-hmm. a lot of ways yeah. and I think that that was that was what just peaked for me as pissed off as I was about them doing that stupid lottery thing where the oh, people at Celebration yeah. <laughs> who were in that one panel got to see the premiere yep. ahead of everyone with all the stars in the room and that Angry I was at that. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's gonna. That's I don't. Gonna be a, a, it, any that washed too, away, so. <laughs> and the positive came through. But but yeah. So I I, I don't know. If, I mean, I could just 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 walking around Celebration for four days and seeing the cosplaying and mm-hmm. taking pictures and 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 you can interact with anyone. Yeah, like on a Star Wars level, like we are, and not have. Not have to dumb it down, which is, I'm sorry for everybody, but I, for like ninety percent of conversations, I have to dumb it down. Oh yeah, or, or else I look like, or else I look insane. So it's like that Ron Swanson, like, it, is that mm-hmm. the one about the little wizard boy? <laughs> 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 oh no, that's yeah. well, I think I think I think that I think that it's it's a testament to. You know, I don't I don't think that, you know, people talk. There's a lot of talk now about. Like, you know, like, well, Star Wars is, you know, past its prime, and Marvel is 
this generation's franchise. Which I mean, I guess you could make the I argument feel like that's numerically, even perhaps. Not, I, I think, like I think you, you could. Kind of hitting the. They uh, hit a slump with this phase yeah. four, though. Yeah. Well, they did, but if you look at Star Wars, Star Wars is slumping even worse. I think, generally speaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm saying that not from the no, not a, on a quality the business product or whatever. yeah, yeah. like the, the Marvel's got right got the, DC is even more. If there's a podium, <laughs> it's Marvel, Star Wars, and DC. I don't know. It's Game of Thrones, I guess. I don't right. Know. Mm-hmm. DC's not even... DC <laughs> is an absolute dumpster fire as a business. Yeah. They have um, to do a hard reset. <laughs> have you seen those... Not to, oh, let, me, let me... I'll finish. Um, so I, I think that, I think that the, the point of that is that there's something... And I'm not... I don't think... I, I think it's... I think this is not... This is true even if it's not true for me. Or even if it's just true for me. Is that Star Wars just... It, it, even even Josh on Nerd Theory, right? Like even when he was like bashing Kenobi and not liking Star Wars and talking about how he's not going to talk about it anymore, he even still said like Star Wars will always hold a different spot. Yeah. In my nerd life than anything else, mm-hmm. it just for whatever reason, you know, it just it can't be replaced. And I don't know, will Marvel be the Star Wars for all the kids? I don't know. Now, I don't know. But there's something transcendent about Star Wars. You know, and when they when they built Galaxy's Edge, they didn't build, like, a, I don't know, whatever they would build for Marvel. Like, there's a Marvel land. It's in California Adventure in California. Nobody really talks about it. Oh, there is? Know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that, I think that, what we could be seeing potentially happening right now is a resurgence. I think, I think that that little Grogu <laughs> Mando. Yeah. The Mando verse could be the thing could, that pulls could, it out of the could nose be, dive. Could be the next, you know, chapter in a very, mm-hmm. you know, fabled story. Um, which is a good setup for 2023. Cause we're on our way to flushing out this Mando verse here with, mm-hmm. Kenobi I, or with uh, Mando and Ahsoka. If it, if it crew. weren't for the fact that the only thing keeping me from just being over the moon about 2023 is no movie. The, not just that there's no movies, but that Nothing even on the wall. I still am like, <laughs> like just as I was, just as there was moments where I just was like dumbfounded, like I was truly baffled by how they could botched the sequels the way they did in some ways Mm -hmm. like i just i'm like truly like they're they've announced dumbfounded by it announced movies and then say oh never mind like don't tell us there's a movie until you have it like like wrapped and ready to roll (laughs) and then say it's it's coming out this day it's like you (laughs) bought the new york yankees and you can't make a winner like yeah it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've got the most iconic franchise in all of sports so history, you bought like the space shuttle program, and you can't like like you can't schedule a launch. You know, your <laughs> only job at Lucasfilm yeah. is to make Star Wars work. Yeah, and somehow it's not, happening. or or like prevent it from not working. Like it's its own thing. Like you almost could autopilot it, and it would be okay. Yeah. like you have to do work to screw it up. <laughs> you and know, I, I think that I think that we are in a good place. I'm optimistic about next year, <clears throat> even though the movies are not a thing. Yeah, because of what appears to be a largely felony influenced m- movement 
that, that we're going to get some good stuff. Um, have you seen, there's this really cool, these really cool time-lapse videos I saw on YouTube that show like the top rated TV shows from like 1996 to 2022 and then the top mm -hmm. grossing movies mm. and yeah, it's like time-lapse and it just yeah. shows like a bar graph. As the years go. Yeah, that, oh, I've seen yeah. that with like companies and stuff. And they show yeah. like, and it's really interesting like watching. 96 was like what, X-Files? Well, well watching like ER. Star Wars in the Kinda movies go. Yeah. and in like and like a new hope, like, because if, because it doesn't adjust for inflation. So oh. like, oh, so like these movies eventually grossing. like later because of inflation, mm -hmm. there's other movies that just fly right past Star right. Wars, but Star right. Wars never really goes too far down. Like, right. Right. even though it's not making any box office. <sighs> and then if you watch, um, the TV one, um, the two streaming shows that absolutely no question have the biggest impact on TV ratings mm -hmm. are Game of Thrones and The Mandalorian. Mm. Like they are the two streaming shows that the only other one that even comes close is The Sopranos. But like, but like as, do they use apples and oranges? Isn't it like because they use like the million minutes viewed metric, which is weird. Like. I don't know what the algorithm like, is. Like, how for do they that figure out how thing? many people watch it? Like, can't they know? They don't think that they sh they surely know how many people watched, or at least how many accounts watched something. Well, I mean, they can obviously measure every they don't second that, that it streams. They just do like millions of minutes, which is like yeah. if a million people watch one minute of something, that's a worse outcome than half that many people watching all sixty minutes of it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. If people well, I mean, bail even on if, it, even if you did <laughs> like, it, that's, you know, it's, that's a worse product if you bail on it versus like yeah. the, how many like what what per, what percent of people watched ninety percent of every episode, right? Like that's mm -hmm. a more useful like people are sticking and watching this versus bailing in the first five minutes. Like, well, I mean, it's like, just they like have with all any, that data. <laughs> any other like even if you put a TV show on your TV, yeah, and it's on your TV and it plays to the end, that doesn't necessarily mean there's eyeballs on it. Well, I mean, ratings is like they literally ask you what you watched, like, or you can get the box thing, which like, but they don't know you're actually watching; they just know it's on. <laughs> like, you know, the old way was like that box that like watched well, the, like, the Nielsen ratings, right? Were... They didn't know if you were in the room or not. <laughs> they just knew the TV was on. Well, but they also they also <laughs> like. I'm pretty sure there was more. It, they they, yeah. they have other ways other than did just watch it? the people with the box, right? Mm. Well, they would do phone surveys mm. and like you know, or like they'd have you like fill out a card like what did you watch this week? Like you're supposed to like self-report it and stuff. I don't ever remember having to do that. No, but like they use like but, a, they only needed like three thousand people for, to like have a representative sample, or even a thousand to have like the entire U.S. You just need a thousand people to have like a demographically representative sample size. So chances are, yeah, you didn't get it, but. Well, yeah. I think I think I think the point is that um, like one in three hundred Star Wars has a unique right. Like, I mean, here's here we are. Like, The Mandalorian is a TV show, a Star Wars TV show that comes out mm -hmm. four years ago, fifty years after two, the first Star Wars movie. Yeah, and shoots right up to the top of like. I guess my point is just it breathed, that new, it breathed new life into it. It holds a unique, yeah. still, mm -hmm. a truly unique. You know, like, of course, the well, like, first like Planet of the Apes, the first live action streaming time. Star Wars TV show, rockets to the top of right. the TV ratings because it holds a different right place, and it's not like like of course some of the Marvel shows were there, but those shows are coming on air at the peak of Marvel's popularity. Right. Star Wars started fifty years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And here we are, you know, 
and it came out on the back of like a Rocky sequel trilogy. Like Mando came out right before Rise of Skywalker came out, mm-hmm. after Last Jedi came out, and after Solo bombed, quote unquote. So it's like it's amazing that like Mando actually did great because it wasn't like launched off the shoulders of a movie arc like like all the streaming shows came to Marvel off of the like Infinity War arc or whatever, you know, like that movie ended and then yeah. all the streaming started. Like well, they mean, launched right it off after of that. right you launched yeah. with, with WandaVision and Loki, which were right direct sequels. Right. But like Star Wars, like Mando in... is just a new story out of nowhere five years after Return of the Jedi. Like mm-hmm. it's not even connected to the sequel trilogy stuff they were putting out. So it's like But it, 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 yeah. proved, it, it that proved that Star that, Wars like, can, story. can still literally just yeah, kick ass because it's Star Wars. Especially if you get like a cool looking guy, like because we didn't really know anything, just like this cool looking bounty hunter. Like, sweet, I'm up, sign me up. I don't even know, need to know anything else. Right. And then and it then, turns and out then to be this give us baby. Yeah, Yoda then it turns out. Episode. Yeah, yeah, they hit that, and it's like, like just a cool looking bounty hunter alone will get you hooked on. And then it's like this. Then you throw there's a heart to Yoda. it. Oh, there was a heart. There, here's the real story. It's That's like, like the one-two punch. Yeah, the the cub thing or whatever. The wild man and cub. You know, thing. you know what? You know what? A, another moment from Celebration that I think kind of peaks for me too, even though it was more subtle, <laughs> was what just was um, the the Rancho Obi Wan exhibit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and just. Because that's all the props and stuff. It's collectibles. Oh, like, collectibles. Yeah, collectibles. Yeah. yeah. And because the reason I that that came to my mind when we were talking is because like it it took through Boba Fett it traced like the entire you know because right. really the Boba Fett exhibit took you from like from the holiday special right like even, to even before the Mandalorian the parades. Special. Where like they had the the Mando with the white armor, the prototype armor, mm-hmm. or the when you, when you look Fett. at when, when you when you have an, a Boba Fett exhibit, it's really a, it's really a Mandalorian exhibit, right. and it, it you had Boba, you had Django, you had the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. like like, and it just it's like it's a knight in shining it's, armor. It's, it's inexplicable. <laughs> like it's how does a character that was in a that mm-hmm. actually was in the holiday special first, then was in a movie in nineteen eighty. And he for a few minutes. barely spoke and was on screen for so and little then dies time. In the next movie, and and then and then fifty years later, you can fill a whole room with an exhibit about just <laughs> about that story. character and like these people and yeah, like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, like like what? If I if I didn't know what Star Wars was, I think oh was this guy like the main guy right. in the story? Like right. no, he was yeah. actually a side right. double side character. But that it taps yeah, into no. again that Joseph Campbell stuff. It taps into like the, the like the Ronin right, the like samurai without a master thing, and like the knight in shining armor, like all these tropes that are like part of our psyche. It like taps into that, and like well, what, it's and, a new version of the same thing. And no, and no, no franchise, <laughs> no franchise does that so well with so many characters, mm-hmm. with so many stories. Like it's it's yeah. just, just mind boggling. Like. Like, like yeah, George Lucas tapped into a deep, deep vein culturally, and like I, I have no is, idea how. Still, like I still to this still day tapped. can't I can't <laughs> explain it. Like yeah, when I ever really stop to think about that, it's just it's <laughs> it's inexplicable. Like it's yeah. mystical. It's like what? Yeah, why is this still so popular? Right. <laughs> You know, and I think it all like, comes that, down like, to like something like uh, Planet of the Apes doesn't have the same legs, right? It's kind of the nothing same era. does. Star Trek doesn't even have the same legs, like nothing something does. That era didn't really. And I, I really do think that 
it stems from it stems from it it hit a whole generation of kids on the Gen X squarely yeah I mean it hit me at seven years old like Mm -hmm. Like and yeah. it just and it, it was left me. us. I mean, it, it was like that imprint ten or eleven through that 18. imprint did not Ooh. leave a whole generation. <laughs> yeah. And then every damn one of us showed every damn one of our kids that movie. Yeah, and it just it's it a, went. It's cultural. It's a cultural it, institution at this point. Yeah, it's 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 truly, like a family truly, family heirloom. Even, even my sister's planning to have like a Star Wars night with her son when she's old enough. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, it's, okay, it's I'm like all, I'm all in. It's a rite so, of passage. Yeah. It's a family heirloom. It's a Mm-hmm. Family tradition. It's a holiday tradition. Like you watch Star Wars on the holidays, right? Like New Year's Day, New Year's Day trilogy, or whatever. Yeah, I, I, there's got to be like, <clears throat> like you could do whole college courses just on. Oh, I'm sure trying to understand all of the multifaceted and complex impacts of this right. franchise, the culture like, good and bad. Yeah, I mean, right? You know, and it's it's truly like, just even the story of the movie itself. From its origins to its its breakout, you know, popularity is almost as magical as the movie itself. It's just it's mm-hmm. stunning. Lightning in a bottle, as they say. And and to think that and to think that we are, you know, and I, I'm not super old yet, but like they're getting close to fifty years I'm, on. I'm, I'm fifty. Point. I'm fifty two years old. I'm going to be fifty three in February. Mm-hmm. This started in 1977 <laughs> and we're talking about we're coming into the 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 year that will be the most full of Star Wars content. Yeah. I'm what I mean by that is movies and TV. Right. I mean, that's really like wall TV. to wall. Yeah, content. like like yeah. that mm-hmm. we're that we're we're still nearly continuous content for three yeah. six five. I mean years. that's that's something that <laughs> yeah. is truly... for at least yeah like another year or two. Like we're gonna go up to the fiftieth anniversary with like constant content. Oh yeah, I, like, I'm I'm, you know I'm, I mean? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like <laughs> like twenty twenty seven. I would as much as I would like. There's this part of me that's like, wow, like I, I feel like I'll be on my deathbed and it'll be like, <laughs> what's going to come out next 22. year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it'll still be going. Hopefully. Use on Vongkor, finally. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, I mean, like, do you ever really think, I really do stop and think about it. Like, like will it ever, will Star Wars ever, I guess. I mean, I guess eventually it will, but will mm-hmm. it ever, when you Gen X people all die off, maybe? Will it fade away? There will come a day. Obviously. There will. There will come a day. Just when like Star just Wars like westerns stop. went away and cowboy movies went away. Like there's, I don't know. I feel like, like I don't know. We're coming up on the third uh, yeah. generation here. That is true. It has that sticking power. When you when you start sort getting... of like a like a apocalyptic event, like a grid down disaster, where like nobody has access to the stuff anymore, and then like it loses. <laughs> that's why I like, keep that's physical what it'll Yeah, but even then, like if you like can't if nothing electronic works or whatever, and like the the Last of Us clickers come out and kill us all, right? Then like, that's the only thing I could think that could kill Star Wars is like civilization ends. <laughs> but yeah. even then, they'd be archived, Pop culture hits and then reset. like future archaeologists would be like, oh, what did we find? And it's like, oh, like we found the religion of people of those days, right? <laughs> they worship yeah. this this black masked figure. 
are plastic replicas yeah. of him everywhere. Yeah, his idols. <laughs> we found his idols everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Every house had a shrine of this stuff. So think my, my apartment would be a gold mine. Yeah, yeah. Be like, we found the high, the whole. I think holy he was city. one of the ringleaders. Yeah, the high priest of this religion. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, mm. so uh, yeah, that's a fun note. So that's our conclusion of uh, fond reflections on 2022, and we're hoping that you all have uh, will join us in a pleasant and awesome wall-to-wall content. Which will start with Bad Batch on January. Yeah, Bad yeah. Batch. So uh, as we're week. recording this next week, next week, next yeah. Wednesday in Hallelujah. eight days, we have uh, yeah Bad Batch starting up, and then in March, before we know it, is Mando, and then Ahsoka sometime I don't know fall or whatever summer. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe Skeleton Crew later, and then like Visions season two and some other so, stuff. I know, so I don't know if that Jedi Survivor. Yeah, Jedi Survivor yeah, is the same playing, time as Mando, yeah. I think, right yeah, about. I so I'll be playing Jedi Survivor on Twitch. There you so. go. Check it out on Twitch. Mm-hmm. That's definitely gonna be one I'm gonna watch. Like watch the playthrough. I played through Fallen Order. Okay. Like, I'm gonna watch because I can't. I don't have a uh, hot enough system to play. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Survivor. I'll be, like, I've been be doing that on Thursdays. Xbox, so. so. That'll be that'll be sweet. So anyway, uh, with that, uh, remember the force will be with you. Always. Always. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million.